November 2, 220. It's a Watt for Pedro show.
for Pedro show happy Monday yeah. first Monday of November yeah you can hear some noise but I'll get to that later we started off with John Coltrane doing training in and then from my guess train song Nakona uh, brother Matt at the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point a couple miles south because we're still in quarantino mode but I am not totally man alone because of those 
software engineers in Estonia with their incredible Skype invention. I got uh, two of the Nakonas with me. Welcome aboard. Hey, Chris. Hey. Hey. hey there. Thank you so much. We got to thank right away Dirk Vandenberg for making the connect. Woo! Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dirk. For some reason, I haven't shared a stage with you yet, but we will. Cool. Yeah. Who wants to go first? I want to go through you guys' uh, uh, music, a journey through music. Oh, Chris is gonna, right? Chris is going to give you the journey through music. Yeah, but you, you each, you each <laughs> listen, you each got one. So, um, who wants I, to go first? I was I forced know. into it. Go ahead, Chris. I don't know where to begin. Well, if you were forced I, into it, that's part of the journey. That's part of the story. So, well, come on. Well, you know what, what's really crazy, man? It's it's great to talk to you because, I mean, I've been my my kind of my musical journey kind of starts with my cousin's band, who you know. Uh, Peg Legacy in Houston when I was a kid I used to go down there and they were really into the Minutemen yeah but and, I'm talking about before that I want you to Chris please give me your earliest musical recollection period well early earliest period would be um, you know I guess um, my my dad had um, Lubbock on everything by Terry Allen on a track in um, his car <laughs> and used to listen to that all the time. So um, that's what you remember early. So you grew up in Lubbock? No, I no, I grew up in New York, but my parents are both from Lubbock, Texas. Okay. So you remember music in the car. What about the pad? What, what town in New York? Um, I grew up in uh, West in Westchester County, kind of all in the in the Mamaroneck and kind of and Harrison. Okay. Now, was there musical instruments? Um. Well, my parents are kind of square. My mom played. Um, she had a violin that she never played, but she she used to play in the Texas symphony, but she had given it up. And, uh, and, um, my aunt played piano and my dad didn't play anything. He wasn't what, what, Was there a piano in the pad? Um, no, at my aunt's place. Oh, okay. Not where you were. Uh, yeah. what, what about school? Did you uh, get in the choir, the marching band or shit like that? Uh, no, the music, it was sort of, you know, my parents were pretty kind of conservative Texas people and, and music wasn't really. No, I'm talking about school. Oh, yeah. And school, I, 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 I came to music really through wanting to play, um, play guitar. Um, and, 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 you know, all my cousins in Texas, we'd go down for Thanksgiving every year and you know the one the guys that you know and and I have a bunch of other cousins down there who all play guitar and everybody would just you know sit around playing the blues and everything else um and I, you know I always wanted to be able to play with them so do you um, remember uh, the first record you bought yourself with your own money um 
Oh Lord, that's a it's kind of look. It's a, it's a lot for Pedro show. There's no hard questions and there's no <laughs> wrong answers. That's if you, they're, they're, it would it would it would be Motley Crue too fast for love. If and I'm the sure. first gig you went and saw. Um, the first concert I ever saw was Johnny Cash at Radio City Music Hall. Okay, New York City. So you're saying your cousins are inspired you to get on the guitar. So. What was your first guitar? Was it an acoustic? No, it was an Ibanez uh, kind of star, like starter, red star, silly. But electric guitar. guitar, electric guitar. And how'd you get it? Christmas, birthday? Christmas, yeah. I finally. Now, uh, what, was it one of these deals where we'll get you a guitar, but you got to take lessons? Yeah, and, 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 and how'd that work out? Can't let your grades slip and stuff. You know, I was in, um, I guess I was in middle school at the time, and uh, it was it was used for a couple of years as a uh, as a, a, a like it, uh, if I didn't make my grades, it would get taken away. Now, well, but you took lessons. What the guys? Was it kind of square shit, or, or did he show you stuff off records, or, or did you write start writing songs right away? Um, I started. It's funny. Yeah, I, yeah, I started. I learned a power chord, and I I started making up my own songs right away. That's great. But um, you know, I just I knew I I knew a, a power chord, and so I was off to the races. Um, yeah, but, let's uh, tell the listeners that's a root with a fifth and an octave. Yeah. <laughs> it's a top yeah. part of a bar chord, people. It's really uh, powerful. Yeah, I, I didn't have the bar thing going yet. I All the way I, down, but you had the first, uh, the top three strings, right? Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're in uh, Tony Omeville. Chuck, move, yeah, Chuck just, Berry. Move, just move that thing around. And That's right. Ready to rock. Songs like Iron Man and stuff, it's all about that, right? Yeah. And in fact, those, yeah. those high strings, I really didn't hear until like going to punk shows you know mm -hmm. yeah because everybody played the low strings you know a lot a lot uh, well, did better. you do the thing chris did you do the thing after school when you have the garage band the be bedroom band the basement band yeah well my friends who lived down the street before we even got instruments we used to they were like a big Albanian family and they had all these kids running around and we would we would set up all the kids in the basement um like an audience and we would do the like play kiss records and stuff and jump around with uh cardboard guitars and stuff so it's kind of a mine <laughs> yeah we were we were you know we would uh that's okay you know what I mean We'd light our yeah. We I heard about dudes doing that shit on skateboards before they actually got on skateboards. Yeah. <laughs> so look, I want to play. I want to play "Whites of Your Eyes." Great song here, Nakona. Grandma hidden, the sun setting, and the hills that you cleared. I'm still faring, and the trail is gone. The wind is the song. Same one the angels ride upon Fear in the tridents that fall from the heavens The demons make their own kinds of sixes and sevens The lights on the gravestones, candles flicker And light up the whites of your eyes 
Milk and honey fed in a feathered bed, she got well and my love flew away. Thank <laughs> you. 
Live from Pedro Show. Yeah, that chunk of music started off with whites of their whites of your eyes from Nakona, then guided by voices. It will never, it will never be simple. And Segunda from the new Nails Klein record, model home out of D.C. with a misc, probably a abbreviation for miscellaneous. Uh, Bogdan Rosinski with Zegnaci se ola uyane. Zolanierzyki. <laughs> Sorry, Polish people. Don't mean to murder your language. <laughs> I'm a slow learner. White noise after that from the 60s with Firebird, the, the great uh, Delia Derbyshire. I don't know if you guys are aware of the Doctor Who theme song, but she made up that music from like tape loops and shit in the early 60s. Then uh, you get some more stuff from England. Still. Staring at a swollen face by the day glow explodes super infinite. The Hellbeans, that's out of Brighton, also out of Brighton. Uh, Hellbeans beats being with you. And finally, I owe you something by Nakona. So, did you uh, tell me about your first gig? I mean, did you guys move from uh, mind to actually, you know, making sounds yourself and then getting in front of people? Um, yeah, I, there used to be a, um, a, a club in, in, in New Rochelle, New York called Streets. <laughs> it was a real, it was kind of a dive. And, um, we got, we finally got a show with, um, when I was real young, I, I played kind of like really like, I guess it would be kind of grind core-ish metal. So we got a, we got a job, we got a, we got a gig with a band called uh, Aftermath and we got booed off the stage. Mm. <laughs> so we were like 14 and I don't know how we got. Oh, into that's crushing, right? To the, <laughs> I, I try to tell people that because, you know, a lot of people I have on the show, I ask, oh, I love, love asking about the first gigs in there. Most of them go great, but man, no, not my don't. experience. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad to hear that, Chris, in a way, <laughs> because you know how can everybody have a great first gig, especially with a bunch of assholes out there ready to give you shit? I mean, I've been hit with everything: sacks of shit, puke, uh, used condoms, cups of piss, you know, batteries. That hurts. Uh, that oh, hurts. Yeah. So, been... so, so that was a crusher, right? But. You came back. It didn't make you want to quit music. No, well, actually, you know, what's really weird about it is, um, I, you know, we we were we we're getting booed off the stage, and we had a sort of psychedelic. I took a liberty of turning my amp way up and making a bunch of weird sounds on the guitar and stuff, and that felt really good. So when we started to like play again i was you know it kind of set me off in a psychedelic place you know <laughs> that's great okay your turn's done oh. you're uh well, first i gotta pronounce your name right please my name's adrian okay adrian yeah your earliest musical recollection please um uh i'm probably started as a super fan and i have known chris uh i met chris when i was 16 years old i met him in new york city and he was playing 
um, in a band with my friend. The first time I went to visit New York City and he had uh, long hair, his shirt off, a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, insane lead guitar player, total babe. And uh, I think I just pointed my finger. I think we might have been together ever since then. I think we just celebrated 20 years married. Now, before you met him, you never listened to music? Um, I listened to a lot of music, um, but... See, that's um, why I asked for your earliest musical recollection. My earliest music... I think... I think I made... Signs were showing in, in kindergarten. I made my mom buy me a Kiss guitar from Toys R Us. But, well, she's <laughs> she's being modest. She When I met her when we were younger, she already knew they're real... She knew all the... She knew all the Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, and Velvet Underground lyrics, and I was, and you know, I didn't because I wasn't, I wasn't as smart. So you were <laughs> so like, a, you Adrian, you were like a singer. No, I'm not a singer. I, I'm, I'm a late bloomer. Um, I, I started playing rhythm guitar with Chris. Chris, one, one of well. Um, one of our first dates, he took me to Nakona, Texas, which our band is named after, and I got to see the 80 cousins, which are like John Boskamp, Pete Boskamp. I got to see all the boys playing guitar in the barn, and that's kind of what changed my life and why I decided to stick around. Um, and he, and then he bought me a guitar. So, so in, I learned so in school, in school, you didn't have any music. In school, no, I my parents. No, that's all right. I know some schools don't even have fucking music programs. That's why Flea started that Silver Lake Conservatory of Music. He went back to Fairfax High, and they had gotten rid of the music program where he learned trumpet. So that's yeah, why I always yeah. ask that kind of stuff. So, yeah, well, no, can you remember the first? If you knew the, those lyrics to those bands, what was the first record you bought for yourself with your own money? first record I bought, it might have been a Velvet Underground record, um, but I might have seen a Tom Petty concert first, really young. Well, they're two separate things. One's buying your own record, one's seeing your first yeah. gig. Yeah, uh, I feel like I feel like I might have had an X record. I feel like I might have had a Velvet Underground record. You're talking RX, uh, SoCal, right? RX, yeah. yeah. She, she introduced us to x actually when we were young yeah well they were early band in the hollywood scene yeah and it's a great band i think they uh john doe was from baltimore and uh, exine florida and billy uh illinois but he had come earlier and then those guys came later i mean it still was the 70s incredible band i got to do a bunch of gigs with those guys uh for the 40th thing and everything. But uh, let's get back. Okay, so Nakona, the band, yeah, it gets born out of you guys' relationship. Yes, never wanting the barn jams to end. Well, we, we moved out here um, when we had our first child. Um, and uh, I I played in a bunch of bands in New York, but um, we were we wanted to do something and have it not be contrived and you know trying to keep the spirit of that you know the basically the barn jam that we have um in nocona every thanksgiving sort of where we you know play everything 
from like you know it's it's usually you know those guys from peg legacies that you know and a bunch of other family play who covers and anything else you know gloria hank senior <laughs> hank senior whatever i mean we you know we just do a bunch of it's just a crazy bar well, i'm party. trying to i'm oh. trying to figure out how dakota got put together so it, it was put together in southern california yeah, so we were in Southern California and we had a baby and we weren't sleeping and we started jamming and then the next thing we knew we were we had a band and we were gigging. What was, what was the first Nakona gig like? What was the first? Oh, we played at the Grand Old Echo, at at the at the uh, what's it called the Echoplex, the Echo yeah, in, the, the, in Silver Lake that, Echo Park. Well, yeah. there's there's two next to each other. One was Echo and then. A little down the hill was an echoplex. Yeah, so we was, hired, uh, we, we used Kim Grant, to, who is our drummer's wife, to uh, do our publicity for our first record. And she was the creator of the Grand Echo, which is like the Americana Roots thing in Silver Lake that happens on Sundays for free. That's all ages. And so we had our first gig there and met that whole community. Well, you know, the, the echo goes way back. It was called Nyart, right? It was a, a Latin uh, yeah. club. Yeah, because I played there in the late 90s, some benefit. In fact, one time I played benefit, I got off the bus from jail. <laughs> but I didn't miss the benefit. Uh, and it didn't have uh, the overhead knocked out. It had mirrors all around. It was a little different then. But wow. but uh, you guys made an album before you did a gig? We did. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Where did, is, how did that happen? Chris is Chris is Chris is always writing songs. Chris has a vault full of material. Um, since Chris and I have been together for a very long time, and since the first day I met him, he does about five hours of playing a day. Great. There's a couple hours of scales in there. He thinks he sucks, and he just plays and plays and plays. Mm -hmm. But there's a vault of music. So, um, you know, we had. We, we 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 still do. I mean, we the last record we made, uh, this new one, Los Dos, our friend Jay Braun came out from New York and, and literally went into the vault and pulled all these obscure cuts for our new record. So when you, well, they, they were full-on songs or were they like demos? Um, no, I, he does it. He does full-on songs and he'll record them and he'll play every instrument. Well, I'm talking about before the band got together for a gig. So it was like you guys just overdubbing over yourselves and stuff. Well, I had a I had a whole bunch of demos, um, and I just like I had, I think I had like twenty tunes of, in various states of uh, you know, uh, but not not totally done, but either sketched out or or some were done, some weren't done. And I just kind of threw them at the people in the band and um <laughs> it was just like whatever stuck to the wall yeah that, that makes sense look we're at the end of the first hour november 2 2020 dishwap pedro special guest nakona whole time by our two november 2 2020 it's the second hour of the lot from pedro show well you're out of your room but you're headed
late Long Beach night Fluorescent lights glaring on a downtown liquor store floor I got a man in the counter to 2 a.m. So then the DJs, winos, and the government pour I swore she walked right in most every night Little carny girl might nice by the lights of the pipe
For Pedro, shall we start off the second hour with stuff from the second Nakoda album, Toothless Junkie, and Sam Bennett out of Tokyo with Ain't I Lucky, Agnes Steck out of Austin, Texas, uh, Bark No Bites, uh, Johnny Mark and the Ricks, that's got the late great Frankie Onwe from the Lawns, Lights of the Pike. Pike was this uh, kind of amusement thing in Long Beach when I, was, I first came to California, and it was, had a wooden roller coaster, and that scary motherfucker. It's where Scotty, uh, Ashton got his, he couldn't get up when they came to do Funhouse, he couldn't find a place in Hollywood to get a tattoo and that star on his shoulder, he had to go to Long Beach because there was still a Navy base here and that's where you got the tattoos and those days. You know, I grew up Navy housing so that's, I don't really have them because everybody's dad did. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, uh, Lewis Cole with Night Bad Sam from Wales with Alcoholic La Vida. The Sunken Cages remix from Tollum and Sunken Cages. And finally, it's just Nakona. So let's get back to this uh, because I misunderstood. Chris, 
had the songs, but uh, they didn't have them recorded yet. They still had to recruit other cats for the band. And then, like he uh, told me off-air people, he threw these tunes at them. So who were the first people in the first version of, the, of Nakona? Um, it's almost all the same people. Um, right. It's Elon Glasser on harmonica, Justin Smith on drums. Well, the um, picture, I asked this because the picture I got of you guys nowadays, it's you yeah. two plus one other dude. Xander yeah. plays uh, fiddle with us now. Carl, Carl will play steel. Uh, Carl will well. play piano, and Dan Wistrom will play steel. But it, the original thing was um, Chris on guitar, me on rhythm guitar. We had Annie Rothschild on bass and Elon on harmonica, Justin on drums. But Annie left. Um, before she she got pregnant and got morning sickness bad two days before we were headlining Saturday night at Pappy and Harriet's, and so I went and learned a three-hour town. So you learned the bass real quick. So I learned it in two days. Yeah, with a lot of fuck you, don't talk to me. I gotta do this. Shut up. And and made it through a three-hour set, and so now I'm the bass player. Three hours. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Those are some fucking sets. <laughs> Sounds like an ELP gig. <laughs> uh, so, so that, that other cat that's in the picture, uh, that that that's Xander. That's Xander, and he goes back to the beginning. No, no, he he's he, who's it, in the picture? What picture are you talking about? The one if you go to your fucking website. <laughs> there's so many pictures. No, there's one in the front. There's you two and this other cat standing next to Chris. Um, and you're oh, that's Justin. Oh, that's that's our drummer. Okay. <laughs> you know, when I get the mind reading shit down, I want to have to ask you stuff like this. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm your That's a, the, uh, yeah, he, that, that's the, 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 our three constant members are, we've been, us three have been in the band since the beginning. Um, well, that makes a, sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of you know, I don't. Some are guest stars and some are pretty solidly in the band. Like Elon, our harmonica player, has been with us since the beginning. Um, but he ain't and, in the uh, picture. <laughs> Justin's yeah. in the picture though. When did Justin join? Is he from the beginning? Justin's from the beginning. Okay, okay. Yeah. And because uh, you know, I kind of figured he did because he's wearing the fancy clothes like you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, so we, we saw him playing um, um, and at the Grand Old Echo where our first gig was, and, and we thought, man, that guy's a good drummer. I wish we could steal that drummer. And we oh, he was drummer. in a, a band you were sharing the stage with? Well, we didn't we didn't steal. We didn't say. Well, he played. He played. We approached him very nicely. He, he played in a great band called Old California, and um, he was just killing it on the drums, and they were about to go on a, a a little bit of a hiatus and and i heard that they were going on a hiatus so i was like well let's see if we can jam with them while they're not doing anything yeah that makes sense here i want to play long gone song thank you
fact that two ten-year-olds were eating hot fudge cakes and shows at two o'clock in the morning, it, it still amazes me to this day.
song from Nakona, Silver Thing After That Flowers, The Hawk Out of Iowa City with Gone To Bonus. I think it was a bonus track. I should get rid of that. <laughs> I don't think that is the actual title, but again, my mind reading abilities are fucking lame, people. <laughs> are you a cop with uh, Brain? Uh, no, the Brian Kellett. Must be a cat, right? A dude. Meet from Pussycat and the Dirty Johnsons. One time this border uh, officer said to me, uh, because I had my fucking pants on, but not on purpose. I was using piss bottle before we got the bottle, and he said, "Man, I don't want to see you, Johnson." <laughs> you know, son's brand new, pray, and then outside the lines, Dakota. So I still didn't get to hear about the first gig, the first gig where you met Justin. You guys shared the stage. What was that? What was the first Dakota? Was it a success? 
Yeah, it was a little. It was different than when you were young with uh, getting booed off and you having to play psychedelic to get back at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a yeah, passive aggressive psychedelic jams. <laughs> um, Self defense yeah. is no offense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead, Chris. Tell me. But, well, one thing is, well, but you know, Justin is an amazing psychedelic drummer. Like, if you go out in the outer space with Justin, he'll go all the way out, and you know, just he's a he's a madman uh, in that department. But um, so we 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 did have some of that from the very beginning, um, and we just we played the back porch at the Grand Ole Echo. Um, and, um, uh, hopefully we freaked some people out, you know, it was a pretty good gig, but pretty kind of low key. We sure. are, um, you know, we looking for, uh, our community and our scene. And when we came in out here in Southern California and whatever, I mean, we ended up in the roots Americana scene, but we are the loudest band in Americana. So, it, it, you know, it's a, uh, it, we still tend to assault the crowd. I mean, Chris is quite a show when he goes fucking out there. Do you like that idea of genre getting a label? Is it music, music? Yeah. Yes. I I, yeah I don't, it's weird. Cause it's like, a terrible thing. Because, yeah, because know. you know, listening to your stuff, I, I, I was thinking of another great drummer, uh, man, uh, Peter Voskamp. Yeah. And I, yeah. Could say, and I know he's into Keith Moon and shit, but I bet you he could tear this shit up. You said to say yeah. hi, by the way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, Pete, Pete Voskamp is, uh, you know, I, he was sort of like, I used to come back <laughs> when I was a kid. I would come back from Texas and I would rip off Peg Legacy's riffs, um, and I would, I would, I would repurpose them and try to get my band to play them. Ah, so that's from probably Brother John. Yeah, yeah. And I know he was heavy into like talking heads and stuff. And Burke yeah, I mean, and yeah, and Burke, I, Burke, Burke, great cat too, man. That, that was a, I love playing with Peg Legacies. I love those guys. But I mean, do you think it's limited to have like a, a genre tag? Yeah, I don't. I don't really get it. I never have. But um, you know, we just try to do something really weird that it, it you know hopefully hits people's ear holes in a weird way and if we're in some kind of genre or whatever hopefully they're like well this doesn't really fit this kind of category <laughs> hopefully we're bending bending whatever we're no you know like like creedence right a ccr they they played a lot of r&b they played a lot of old-timey rock and roll they played uh you know yeah. what i mean it wasn't just you know it's a it's yeah. all in there. Um, it's definitely all in there, but it's guitar I mean, music, guitar, drum, bass music, right? It's guitar, drum, bass music, and and, yeah. a, and you got a harp player. Yep. But I, you know, I we I kind of come. I think I come from a different place, sort of origin wise, than a lot of people who kind of play in the L.A. Um, like Americana, whatever, sort of even alt. I don't know what the hell it is, but like. You know, I I I grew up listening to like Rage and Fawns. Like I I grew up listening to and New York punk and hardcore and all this kind of different sort of. Yeah, I, I hear it in your play. And look at John Fogarty. He's from that very northwest bayou. Uh, I think like El Cerrito or some of the right. East Bay. Bayou. You know, I mean, Sly Stone said an interesting thing. He says it's not where you're from; it's where you're at. 
because you don't usually pick that kind of stuff, right? But you can kind of pick, you know, while you got the fucking boat in the water. And yeah. uh, it's just interesting about that stuff. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, I remember hearing about the word punk, you know, here in Pedro was a guy uh, who got fucked in jail for cigarettes. I mean, why would somebody call their music that? Yeah. <laughs> We're at the end of the second hour, November 2, 2020 edition of Pedro Show. Special guest, Nakona, whole time for hour three. November 2, 2020, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
Lot for Pedro Show, third hour. We started off with Dakota doing Stabby Mike. Then Wasted Space, Lost Tapes, uh, number two. That's got Dirk Vandenberg on the drums. And uh, Crane on the bass. Bronze Age UFO, UFO, out of Baltimore with Alice Cooper, not Alice Cooper. Side E, they he, doing this whole fucking like, you know, cassettes are back with uh, younger people. So and this is one whole side. And then finally, Chester, Nakona. Oh, you know, you um, know that song uh, by the band, right? Uh, the weight. Well, it's called the weight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they, there's a guy in there named Chester, right? Right. Yeah. He's got. I think Rick Danko's got a, almost has a confrontation with him. Right. So, right. Or so. But that, it's so hilarious. Like one of the verses uses. I don't know, 30 words to say nothing, hardly. Like, right, I, 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 I came into Nazareth, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, where could a guy lay, lay his head? He just shook his, where I, I could go rest. He just shook his head. No, is all he said. I mean, you know what I mean? All these words to say hardly anything. <laughs> I, I, it always have, it's, it's that. To me, it always has had that. Um, there's been some biblical illusion or star oh yeah probably Levon. quasi metaphor like it's like you know modern day sort of you know pulling into nazareth or whatever it has some sort of seems to have some allusion to that sort yeah of a little bit then but then there's a verse about who's going to take care of this lady well, yeah, you know, I'll take care of her, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but I think that's Levon, right? Because he's the U.S. guy, Arkansas. Man, he's a good singer, good drummer. Yeah. Really, yeah. really. Uh, I think his wife was with the one of the Steely Dan guys in Woodstock, New York. Uh, <laughs> what about this tune, Old Bones, man? I really like this. Oh, thanks. Um, well, it's... I, it's sort of, I don't know, some of this stuff is sort of written over the past couple of years with the sort of darkness kind of creeping in over sort of, you know, uh, skeletons. And we, you know, I've, um, there's a burial grounds on some of my family's land in Texas, and there's tombstones of old, um, like, it's mostly like, children and stuff but um i don't know i was just sort of thought about we used to play out there stuff when we were kids and sort of thinking about you know that sort of thing well you know uh navy has and i learned a slang for money we called them bones <laughs> and the sst guys you know black flag and yeah yeah they, they heard me use this and they couldn't believe they never heard that so that became my fucking nickname. I couldn't believe that they never heard that. Ah. Ain't that a trip? So let's play Old Bones.
messages for me? Nothing. 
Bye for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. All Bones from Nakona. And then Appalachian Time Check. Xenochronic AMM All-Stars featuring Mike Wall. Yeah, these guys in England. It's a trippy way, huh? Especially, maybe it's appropriate for this moment where you trade files. Uh, right? Somebody puts something up and you listen to it and then you like kind of respond to it. And, so, and I, I use an effect. I hardly, you use a lot of effects, Chris? It doesn't seem like it. Not a, not a whole lot. Um, I do have a I have a pedal board that has some secret weapons on it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, that pedal board is something. Okay, you know you know what you got on that pedal. The last song we played, Ace in the Hole. That's your Ace in the Hole. <laughs> okay. No. Or I guess it, it kind of goes back, like you know, like I told from my, that when we got booed up the stage when I was a kid. It's like I got to do passive aggressive psychedelic. <laughs> get back! <laughs> get the get back on them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, tell me about this new record because it it just came out, right? Came out in the summer. Oh, um, summertime. Okay. Did on couple June tenth, July tenth, mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. it, it was mm -hmm. uh, not supposed to come out, but you know there was like the world shut down. Situation. And, uh, Everything else got shut down, and we're like, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" And we're like, "Hey, we you know what? Can. There's a finished record and finished art. Let's make it." Well, let's talk about game. the record. Let's talk about it. Where was it done? We made it in our garage, uh, and which was a first. We did our first two records at Kevin Jarvis's studio in Venice, and this Sorry, one man. we did in our garage, and we flew out our New York friend Jay Braun um, to come, and he came and lived with us for the summer. And we just, I thought it would be, I thought it would just have a different, better, fucking cooler vibe and be really easy. And he just kind of showed up with a suitcase full of mics and preamps and, uh, you know, and, and there were, it, we were definitely in over our head at the end of the day, uh, technology wise, oh, yeah. but we did witness it was a magic. Like I could see well, it. I was like, we're gonna have to fix this shit after. Me, but, me and my friend for years have been like, man, we need to just get, get back to, we need to get in the garage and get back to basics and just no metronome, just people playing. Let's make a goddamn, you know, rock and punk rock, rock and roll record. Just people playing music in a room together you know get that feeling that you know every everything is so goddamn technology these days what you, what you mean make an honest what, what, rock and roll record what, was some of this based on the how you made the second record no both the first two records were made in the studio with click tracks number three that's why i'm saying this third yep. one you're responding uh, uh to that experience you want to like do the opposite yeah, we wanted to do the opposite. Yeah, we and we just we sort of been talking about it for years and 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 just didn't have the opportunity. So it was you know he was in a New York winter and we were just like, well, why don't you come out here and? Well, it was summer. Summer. And, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yeah, but they're pretty bad over there. I'll tell you, they're sweaty as a motherfucker and don't smell too good. It's just a motherfucker. <laughs> what, what 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 about uh? <laughs> Did, did you did you have the big like uh, st storehouse of uh, songs tunes or did you write spe yeah, sure, specifically sure. for this? 
so this really, you know, Chris is, you know, Chris is, Chris is fucking brilliant, but he's totally fucking insane. And so he needs a producer and which we never really, we never had before. So we had Jay, one of our oldest friends who produced a lot of like blues explosion and, uh, who else in New York? Cool, cool, cool. Bunch of bands. Yeah. New York old school rocker friend. And he knows Chris and he knows Chris from the beginning and he can handle Chris's crazy mind. And so he went into the vault and was like, this is how we should do this. This is how we should do this. And it was like, it was pretty cool to see him handle the insanity and the two of them work it out together. But it was definitely a different process from the rest of them. Usually Chris is just throws it to us and goes, it has to be like this. And he controls every little detail of it. But this was definitely a collaboration why why is the third album called Los Dos? Um, this one's for you, Chris. Well, I was gonna change it because <laughs> I didn't I, I Tell him why it was though. Well I, I I wanted it to to be about like uh sort of both I was looking at something to sort of reconcile the binary existential nature of life, you know. It's a, it's sort of a yin and yang <laughs> type thing, like the like the two like both everything everything at the same time yeah but you know um and then i talked to my friend who's a uh and also like together like so all for like one all for one one for all kind of thing um and and then i i talked to my friend who's a a a native spanish speaker and he was like i don't really know if it means (laughs) what you what you think it means and but and i was like well maybe i should name it but by that time justin our drummer was already like no man that's the name you got to keep the name yeah first is always best so we you know yeah i was just curious where where can people find you on the internet it's nakonamusic.com yes nakonamusic.com and nakonamusic on all the socials well you know i'm interested in your website because that's you guys and from there there's probably links to other shit you can put your flyers on other people's telephone poles it's okay but yeah. let, let, let's spell it n-o-c-o-n-a-m-u-s-i-c.com yes yeah okay that's great and uh, what about a fourth record well we got, what about a fourth record we baby got, we got a lot of stuff in the can um it's weird because like i've the pandemic is i've been playing a lot of like I've been practicing a lot and so there's uh I got a lot of whatever it comes out of the next record's going to be a lot kind of crazier in terms of um you know well I can't <laughs> wait Chris when you get it together will you come back on the show and you guys talk about it thanks yeah we'd love to Thank you okay so much. okay and we'll all be about new days, no old days. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks again, and keep on keeping on. Thanks, okay. so Thanks so much for having us. No problem. People, it's been November 2, 2020 edition. Why, Peter, so keep your powder dry. <laughs>